Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Tuesday, April 21st. And this is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And, uh, and we thought we were just going to talk NFL draft props today. And then things kind of went a little hairy. Yeah, so we got we'll, some news. It's good. We, yeah, we definitely got some news. It's definitely a good thing. So we'll uh, we'll jump in on that momentarily. First things first, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Make sure that you go subscribe uh, on Twitch and Periscope. That's at GaryWCE on both of those. On Facebook and YouTube, it is Winning Cures Everything. Very easy. We're also on Twitter. We are on Facebook, as I just said. Uh, any of your favorite podcast apps. Whichever one you want to go subscribe to, make sure that you knock it out. Leave a nice review. Share it out with your buddies. Tell everybody you know about it. We would appreciate the support. Everybody that uh, that is hopping in on the show, you can chat, of course, on the live show. Uh, it will pop up on the screen. You can see it right there. Everybody on Thursday night, if you're going to be watching the NFL Draft, we recommend that you join us. We're going to be doing a live stream with the Westlot Pirates podcast crew the, uh, the Northwestern slash Big Ten podcast from, uh, at, we'll, we'll just say they're from Chicago. We'll, we'll toss that out there. And they all know quite a bit about the NFL. We know a little bit about the NFL, and it's always a good time. We're going to talk football for two, two and a half hours. So you can hop in, hop out, hop back in, whatever you want to do. And then you can grab the podcast over on their feed. Uh, it's West Lot Pirates. Fantastic group of guys. Cannot look any more forward to hanging out with them. It's, uh, it's always a good time. We had a good time last year. Looking forward to it this year. So we are going to start at 8 p.m. Central. The draft starts at 7 p.m. Tune in everywhere that you see this show. Matt's already jumped in on YouTube. What's up, buddy? Um, everywhere you see this show, we will be doing the live stream there. We're going to be talking about the draft, discussing all of the moves that happened before we jumped on, etc. So, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you can subscribe. And let's fire into 
Topic number one here. The first thing that we talked about last week was whether or not O.J. Howard's being put on the trade block meant that Rob Gronkowski was going to be going to Tampa Bay. And we both said, he's not in football shape. Like, this yeah. is just ridiculous. He signed a contract with the WWE. He's out of football. The buddy's done. He's, he's out of here. It is what it is. I mean, they, they already got Cameron Brait, and they got O.J. Howard. Why would the Bucks need Rob Gronkowski? He's been beat up. He's been injured. And now he doesn't have his weight on him. Why would you want to go get him? Well, the reason you want to go get him is because of Tom Brady. That's right. The deal is a seventh-round pick and the rights to Rob Gronkowski for a fourth-round pick from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, now, that's what's being reported, by the yeah, way. That's, no one has solid information on that. And getting when the Patriots are involved in a trade, we know that the only report information is coming from the team they're trading to. Because yeah. the Patriots just don't leak information. They don't talk to the media about anything. You get the information when it happens and becomes available for everybody, public knowledge, but nothing comes from there. So that's what's been leaked from Tampa. Yeah, so far. Basically um, a fourth-round pick for, for a guy that was re- retired. <laughs> and, and if you trade O.J. Howard, I'm sure that you could probably get a fourth-rounder back. Probably. So more than likely, you will get your pick back. Uh, Jay Glazer tweeted out a little bit ago. He said, as only Rob Gronkowski can do, just got a voice message from him with simply, I'm back. But it's, I'm back. He stoked all of this move very quickly. He, uh, Gronk has already passed his physical. Um, and, and everybody is reporting the, the seventh and Gronk for the Bucks fourth round selection. Uh, but they're all getting it from Tampa. Yeah. Which, which could very well be it. But yeah. you are only getting one side of the information. True. Um, so, uh, Michael jumped in. He said, sup, Matt. So, obviously, we got some uh, some back and forth here on the show. Uh, Michael did say, regardless if it works out for the Bucks, it's going to be entertaining as hell. And then Matt said he does have time to get back to game shape. Five months, he can add some muscle, and he has had a year to recover. Now, that's I, that's the I biggest I agree thing. with all of that. Yeah, he, he's got time to put on the mass. And... And Ian Rappaport and somebody else was saying that he's already been working to add muscle back. Uh, we did just see him at WrestleMania. He's he's skinny, but he's in shape. Yeah. And I, no, he's I, in great shape. Yeah, I think it might be easy for him to put that mass back on because when your body is used to it, I think. I mean, I think he can do it. Well, so, and the other action is: is are we going to get football at a normal time anyway? I mean, does he have to be ready by the September one when the NFL usually starts, or is it going to be October and he's got you know basically half a year to put down the weight, put on the weight? And I mean, really, I'm I'm curious how much he would have to put back on. I mean, are we looking at you know forty, fifty pounds of muscle? Yeah. I, probably. And, and I don't know the answer to that. I just know this: when he retired and literally the start of last year when he was doing a lot of TV shows talking about football going on Fox, he, he looked like half a man, but that's just the way you lose a lot of weight. Sometimes it comes from weird different places. And, and so we don't, we don't know exactly what he lost, how much he's got to put back on. And basically it's not about a weight thing. If he's physically strong enough and still has the speed, he knows how to run routes. He knows how to run an offense to uh to to block and to and to you know to do all the things that he's supposed to do, it's just getting strong enough to do those things at a high level. 
Matt said uh, it could actually play in his favor, less weight, and could be quicker. Yep. I think part of what made him so ridiculous, though, like, forget the, the quickness, uh, he had the ability to go up and get the football, whether he was surrounded by three other people or whatever, right. and Besides. he was an incredible blocker. I mean, well, yeah, he's the best blocking tight end, but that yeah. can easily be taken out of his game in Bruce Arians' offense. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, that's what Bill used him for. It's what Josh McDaniel used him for. If Bruce is saying, no, I want you to be lighter, I want you to be Jimmy Graham and not Rob Gronkowski, I don't know that he'd have a problem with that. You know, I, don't think so I want either. you to be Tony Gonzalez. I want you to be, you know, Travis Kelsey. The first time, the next time Travis Kelsey blocks somebody will be the first time Travis Kelsey's ever blocked anybody. <laughs> so, uh, and that's not yeah. a knock on him. He's an elite tight end. No, you're right. You're right. But he's just an offensive weapon. And Bruce might be saying, hey, let's just get him in to be an offensive weapon and we'll figure out the offensive line from there. Yeah, you're, uh, you're right. You're right. So uh, apparently, Tom Brady never made it a secret. He wanted Gronkowski to join him regardless of where he went. Um, you know, it's. I, I'm a little surprised. I'm just, it, it, from from all the reports, Drew Rosenhaus said that Gronk is going to honor his current contract at the time. So, he's going to, you know, he he's, he's going to be fine. I, I think everything's going to work out okay. Uh, Mike asked a question on... YouTube, he said, you think a year off will hurt him or did it give his body a chance to fully or to get fully healthy? Uh, I don't think there's any way it hurt him. I I mean, you get out of you get out of game speed. Like if Jason Witten came back and was perfectly fine. I like know. I mean, Jason Witten was pretty mediocre to, to bad when he left, and he yeah. was about the same when he came back, but he's never been as athletic as Gronk. No, so, no, Gronk not at is all. still really young. In in life expectancy, football wise, he's old, but they're going to ask him to do a very specific thing, and and I think he'll be fine at doing that. This shocks me. Nobody seemed to enjoy retirement as much as Gronk. Yeah, um, and you usually come back to this because you're bored and you're just used to doing the same thing over and over again. And Gronk just didn't live that life. That wasn't his life, and so I just didn't see this happening. Well, I mean, he's he's under contract with the WWE. Uh, Ian Rappaport brings up a very interesting point. He is the 24-7 champion after WrestleMania. Uh, does he need to give up the title to be able he, to play for the will Bucks? Lo- he, will, he will lose that title at the next... Whatever the uh, next event is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this lose is... lose that title. This is crazy. This is, I did not see this one coming at all. I um, didn't either. I I knew Tom wanted him, but you want somebody all you want. If that guy doesn't want to play anymore and he's having a good time being who he is. The problem is this. Gronk is under quarantine just like the rest of us, and he's not out there partying, and he's bored, and he thinks, well, if I get back into football, at least it'll give me something to do. Well, I'm I'm curious if if it's not just that or it's he was just done playing for the Pats. No, like I, gosh, no. That has nothing to do with it. There's nothing to do with it. Being done playing for the Pats, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I, I, I mean, he takes a year off. Brady leaves. He wanted to play with Brady, but not bad enough to go no. like, go back to the no, Pats he, last year. I don't know that last year he was, A, all the amount of weight that he lost August of last year when we first saw him, really, that he couldn't have came back last year. And if he did, he was not back by until, like, week eight. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, he looked anemic last year. Yeah, he really did. He really did. Uh, Michael said, "Yeah, he uh, more of a weapon. Someone the other team has to game plan for. Helps Evans and Godwin." Uh, Mike said, "I thought they would get AB before they got Gronk." 
I, no, there's no. I don't. I, I don't think that. I would have. I would have picked Gronk if that was my choice. I would have said neither. Uh, you know, up till yesterday, or, or I guess up till today. But but I would have absolutely thought Gronk comes back before AB. Yeah, yeah. I I'm with you 100. percent 100. percent All right, let's move into the next topic, and I know this is one that. Uh, that you will be able to help explain. You are a business owner. You get how this stuff works. Oliver Luck, who was the CEO of the XFL, uh, is suing Vince McMahon. Now, that's what the headline reads. Uh, the that's story. all the information we've gotten so far. Yeah, the, the story reads, former XFL commissioner, sorry, he wasn't the CEO, he was the commissioner. Uh, Oliver Luck has sued owner Vince McMahon in federal court, citing wrongful termination after McMahon's decision to shutter the league. According to the complaint filed last week in U.S. District Court in Connecticut, Luck received a termination letter on April 9th, a day before McMahon laid off most of the XFL staff and three days before the league filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Luck wholly disputes and rejects the allegations set forth in the termination letter and contends they are pretextual and devoid of merit per the complaint. Uh... McMahon is the chairman and CEO of the WWE, owner of Alpha Entertainment, which is the parent company of the XFL. Uh, it says most of the lawsuit was redacted. Luck's contract, he was hired in May of 2018, and it was a deal worth approximately $20 million over its lifespan. Luck was not listed among creditors in the XFL's bankruptcy filings, but the lawsuit alleges breach of contract. So it goes into all of these different things, um, and... Obviously, McMahon's lawyer is saying, you know, uh, all of these allegations are going to be disputed. Um, you'll see whenever we file a response to the lawsuit and blah, 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 blah. I, I initially felt really bad for Oliver Luck for this happening because he was in a great position working for the NCAA. He's the former athletic director at West Virginia, among other places. This is Andrew Luck's dad. Uh, he... I'm I'm guessing he thought that this was kind of a retirement plan by going to the XFL, $20 million. You know he wasn't making that with the NCAA. Uh, I think this was kind of a retirement plan. Hey, this is a good idea. I think we're going to be able to see it through. And then you hear all of this stuff about the XFL is built to last at least for three years and da-da-da-da. And then you get the pandemic. Everything goes to hell in a handbasket. And... Vince says, okay, we got to cut the losses now. Let's go in and shut this thing down. Maybe I'll think about opening it up later on down the line. But right now, we don't know what the future looks like. I'm not going to waste my money. So, and it, it, I think it's a smart business decision by Vince McMahon. But, man, it sucks for Oliver Luck. Now, explain how this actually works because he, he can't actually sue Vince, right? Yeah, I, he's he's not suing Vince McMahon. He's suing whatever company his contract was with. Okay, and if that's the XFL, and that con and that company is in the process of being dissolved and has filed bankruptcy, it doesn't matter that they fired him before they did all that or not. I think now I don't know. I'm just using speculation. He being the commissioner of the league was probably against the bankruptcy decision and shutting the league down, and they terminated him so they could go forward with the bankruptcy. It, it happens all the time in big companies where somebody on the board gets removed from the board. They get removed from the company because they are holding up the progress that the company wants to go through, um, and there's usually litigation that follows after that. Wrongful termination is extremely hard to prove, 
especially if now I don't know, is this a business in New York? Is this business founded in Florida? There's another thing. Different states have in the state of Mississippi, where we live, is a right to work state. Okay. I would venture to say that Florida is also a right to work state. Now this was this was filed in Connecticut. Would that have anything to do with No, where you file the you can file it from anywhere. That that doesn't always mean that's where the company was based out of. Now it could be where the company's based out of. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Um I, I know this that if it was if this is all ran in a right to work state area, wrongful termination is extremely difficult to prove. Yeah. It just is. It it just is because you have the right while you have a contract with somebody you know, those, those contracts are only as, as, as good as I guess the attorneys behind them. Um, and I'm sure that Oliver's got really good attorneys at $20 million at the value, you know? Yeah. I'm sure that's a, that's a, that's a big chunk of change. And that brings a lot of sharks to the table. Um, Vince is going to have that as well. And this isn't his first rodeo was starting something and shutting it down. Uh, I, I just, like I said, if he's filed, you know, for bankruptcy and is in the process of dissolving the entity that Oliver Luck is suing, good luck getting anything from them because they're about to not exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you've already got a list of creditors uh, and you're not included on it, it's tough to be included on that list, uh, especially if you were fired before, you know, it's... And it's I'm curious the terms of his firement, his his firement, his termination. But but like I said, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that Vince was was making a plan to file bankruptcy, and all of the people on the board, the commissioner of the league, has to be on the whatever board he's running. And and I'm going to bet he disagreed with it, and he was fighting to try to keep the league, you know, and and, and keep. But it's not his money. Yeah. And he's you know, and so you know, you just you just terminate him, you move him out of the way. And then you go forward with the with the shutting down of the of the business, and that I mean that just happens in business sometimes. But this is this is not. This is going to be painted as Oliver Luck versus Vince McMahon, and 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 one guy is probably a likable figure in the sports world, and the other one is probably a joke or a, or an unlikable figure. But at the end of the day, that's just not how this is going to play out. Yeah, now that makes sense. Mike uh, Mike jumped in, said Florida is a right-to-work state, and most of the states in the country are moving to right-to-work. Uh, yep. And that would make sense. That makes perfect sense. So, we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. Four years ago today, we lost Prince. And I don't know if I told this story or not. I'm going to hide names and whatnot to, to maybe save a few people and whatnot. But uh, it, it made me think, when I saw the stuff popping up, you know, RIP Prince and, and all that, I immediately thought about Prince doing a show in Memphis, and this had to be over a decade ago, I guess. And there was a promoter in town that Prince wanted to do a uh, an after party with. So he's doing the show, and he decides to send his manager because a part of the the ticket price for the after party, which I mean anybody could buy it, but it was a, a small place. But it was an appearance by Prince. Like, Prince was going to be in this little club after his show. Well, he ended up playing for three and a half hours. He sent his manager over there. Manager told the promoter, eh, Prince doesn't really feel like coming out tonight. If you want to give refunds, you can. If you don't, like, I don't know that anybody is going to know whether he showed up or not, etc. 
and the promoter pulled a gun on the manager and made him call Prince and tell him to come over to the club. And now this this guy doesn't work anymore, um, obviously. <laughs> but but Prince ended up showing up at this after party. Now he was he was a couple hours late, but uh, but he showed up and he got up on stage and played like three songs or something. He didn't have to play. Uh, it was just an appearance that was guaranteed. But uh, but he got up and played and whatnot, and and everybody had a good night, and it sold out the uh, the event, the after party, and everything. But uh, yeah, it's uh, stories like that about Prince where you know it. You would think that Prince would be like, I don't care, shoot him. You know, <laughs> that was my first no. thought was, yeah, like shoot him. You're talking about killing your manager. It's, I I've always thought of Prince as somebody that never kept anybody very close. That was my thought process. But yeah, yeah but Prince showed up. He ever came across as a heartless bastard that would just be okay with somebody dying senselessly? Probably not, but uh, but that was always my thought. But when I mean this happened when I was significantly younger, uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> Matt jumped in. He said, "That's Memphis." Yeah, that's Memphis. So, well, but, yeah, no, it sounds sounds exactly like what I would expect to happen if somebody you know welts on a deal like that. Yeah, hey, I could I could totally see that happening. Oh, hundred percent. But Prince is letting his manager get get whacked, you know. I, I, all the stuff that I found out since he passed uh, painted him in a significantly different light than I ever imagined he would be. Does that make sense? No. How, how did you... I always thought of him as a, a recluse, didn't really care about anybody, wanted to be left by himself, only worried about his Hang own on stuff. Now. A recluse and not caring about people are... Just I know. so I know. different as you could be. I understand that. I, I, I get you. I know plenty of people that are recluses, but they're good people, and they love other people. They just don't want to be around them. Okay, so so that was a poor choice of words. Wait, I, but no, that's how you think. That's how you feel if you thought he no, was no, just not totally just, okay with his manager getting whacked. No, not not a, not all recluses as people that no, don't care whether or not people get... No, that's how you felt about Prince. Yeah, that's how I felt about Prince. I felt like Prince uh, was only worried about himself. Ooh, and I never, I've never, I never got that at all. That was I, always I, I, my I thought impression. he was weird, and I thought he was very much a loner into himself, but but never got the concept that he just didn't, you know, didn't care about other people. He never put that vibe off at all. Yeah, and it, it might have just been the fact that I did not pay a whole lot of attention to anything other than his music. And All the man never did fun. was write about love. True, true. It's hard to be a hateful bitch and write about <laughs> love all the time. No, That's you're right about not that. Not how it happens. No, you're you're right. You're right. No, that was uh, it was an interesting story to hear, and and then of course you hear all the things afterwards, all the charities that he was involved with, etc. Uh, he was a good dude. He was a good dude, and we lost hey, a. Uh, he seemed. I mean, he seemed to be. Yeah, he's a hell of an artist, regardless yes, of any of that other just stuff. Just legendary, just unbelievable a, artist. You and I have talked multiple times about the uh, the Grammy showcase uh, for George Harrison, and yep. you know, I mean, that was yep. where greatest, where, great, greatest, greatest rendition of you well, know, my guitar, my guitar, Jim Lee yeah. weeps ever, 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 and you've got him and Tom Petty that stood tall that night and. While there are other great guitarists and artists up on that stage, those those guys were way down here compared to the two two men that kind of oh yeah took care of that yeah Prince is he uh, he was something else he was something else um, 
Let's go ahead and dive in. How about some NFL draft prop bets? What uh, did how many did you come up with? I told you I picked five. Okay, you I got didn't five. Even do that. <laughs> you can do as few as you want to. Let me let me tell you. We need to have some kind of order here. Damn it! All right, <laughs> me doing three and you doing twelve. I've got seven. Sense at all. I've got seven. All right. Well, I did five. Okay. Here's here's what I don't like. This this, this is what I don't like. Okay. I understand that these sports books are hurting for action, okay? Your standard 50-50 bet is always just a standard 10% VIG. Yeah, right? minus 110. Minus 110. And then things got tight. Things slowed down. Last couple of years, these sports books have been bumping it up, and you see a lot of 50-50 bets are now 115 Everything here that would be a 50-50 bet is now 120 or worse. And yeah, now you're much. just fucking people. Okay. Now these sports books are just gouging folks. And their and their clientele, for the most part, are casual betters. They don't know any better and they don't really care. That extra little bit of VIG isn't gonna change their one or two bets that they make. It kills you when you do this for a living or you're trying to do it over the course of a season. That, that extra 5% that they just take just murders you at the knees, man. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's the, the, the ones that, that I've when got. I was looking at these lines, pissed me off. The, the ones that I have, uh, I've only got one that's minus 110. The rest are favorites, and they are pretty significant. Well, no, but that you're not doing 50-50 picks. I'm just telling you. Yeah. But but I will tell you this: if they're doing the 50-50 picks and they've increased the vig on those, they've increased they've artificially increased the vig on everything. Yeah. If it should be a minus 180, it's going to be a minus 220 now, and that's just a fuck you to you, and yeah, nothing you can do about it because there's no other shop in town. Yeah. I mean that's that's what it is. There's a couple of online books, and that is it. Um. Would you like to start? So, needless to say, I wasn't happy with it. I can understand, I t- but it's it's like this with the draft almost every year. I mean, it's you, and it's going to change uh, all the time. Like every day, the number is different. Like the number for a lot of these was different yesterday than it was today when I went through and actually wrote them down. Um, well, I looked last night and I picked five. Okay, okay. Well, let me. How about this? I've I've got seven. So let me go ahead and start, and I'll give you my my first one. Okay. My first bet is the total number of Alabama players drafted in the first round. I've got under five and a half, and that is minus 170. Um, There are a number of different ones that you could see. Obviously, Tua, Jedrick Wills, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, all of those will go relatively early. Then you've got Trayvon Diggs, and you've got Xavier McKinney, and I think maybe one of those goes first round. I don't think both. Uh, Terrell Lewis was an option as an edge rusher to get in uh, in into that first round, but he's got medical issues and whatnot. Um, either Diggs or McKinney will get into the first round. I don't think both. I'm going under there. It's minus 170, uh, so you lay down 17 bucks to win back 10. You know, I, I don't see any way. Then Alabama has six guys drafted in the first round tonight, uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday night. Um, so that's that's my first best bet. Total wide receivers drafted in the first round, 
five and a half was the number yesterday. Yep. It was the under is plus 170. I absolutely think that's going to go under. I don't think it's going to be close. I think because there are so many wide receivers in this draft that are really good, I think that people are going to wait and take a chance on them later. What I think it? the was second plus, round could be bigger than the first. Plus 170? Yep. I like that. I like that. Okay. It won't be six. I think there are five worthy of a first-round pick, but because there are four behind those five that are just as good, one or two of those five are falling. All five of them aren't going, and then one of the extras aren't coming. This, is, this, this league is not built on wide receivers. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let's see. Next one up for me. Uh, when will Jalen Hurts be drafted? Round two is minus 150. I think that is an absolute lock at this point. Um, I don't, he's not going to get into the first round, but somebody is going to take him in that second round and they will take a, a Dak Prescott kind of flyer on him. Um, I, I think he's going to be fantastic. I don't know exactly how he's going to be used in the NFL, but he is such a fascinating talent. Uh, somebody will take him in round two. And that's minus one fifty, so fifteen bucks to win back ten. Uh, I think I think that's an easy one, easy one. Sticking with wide receivers, I got Ceedee Lamb being the first wide receiver taken at minus one twenty. I could, yeah, I, I believe that at this point. Um, I think somebody may actually trade up to go get him. Yeah. I don't know about that. I just think the difference between him and Jared Judy are minor, and people in the league like size. Yeah, you can teach some of these other things. You can't teach a guy to be bigger. Now you are you are a hundred percent right about that. Number three for me, the second quarterback taken in the draft. This has actually dropped significantly, and I like it at this number. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa minus one sixty five. All of this stuff that's coming out, all the leaks, all the whatever. I think is a smokescreen. Somebody is going to jump up and grab him. Whether it be the Dolphins or not, uh, I still think he's going to be a top-five pick, and he will be the second quarterback off the board because it makes zero sense, if you have watched any film whatsoever, to take Justin Herbert over to a Tagovailoa. Uh, minus 165, so 16.50 to win 10 bucks back. So that is, uh, that's my third best bet. Well, I'll get on the Tua pick then. I have the field being where Tua gets picked, fifth, Third, second, fourth, sixth are the field. Okay. And I took the field at plus 170. To a field plus 170. So you think he, he could drop out of the top 10 maybe? Well, I mean, not necessarily. He could go seventh. He could go eighth. He could go ninth. Oh, I thought you said seventh or, or eighth in there. Nope. I nope. said fifth, third, second, fourth, sixth. Oh, so seventh, eighth, nine. Okay, basically so. three through five is taken, or three through six is 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 taken, and so if he goes or two, I guess two through six would be taken. Yeah, and then anything other than that is the field, and and I absolutely think that he could he could fall that far, and it's strictly because of medical. That's it. That's I could, it. I believe teams it. having questions about him. Listen, I can see a team taking him, but if you mortgage your future to trade up to get a guy. And he bust because of injury, you lose your job. If you yeah. just take him with the seventh pick, you don't lose your job. You took a flyer on a guy. But if that, you give up sense. assets in the future or that you're holding right now for a guy 
that bust due to injury when we all know the injury concern is there. If Burrow becomes a bust because of injury, that's just football. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But this guy has the red flag. You can't overspend for him. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, okay. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. My next best bet, um, this will be completely against yours. Tua drafted over under five and a half. Um, I'm going to go under uh, pick five and a half. Uh, it's minus 165 over at Bet Online and over at MyBookie, etc. Same thing as uh, as before, $16.50 to win back $10. Bucks. Um, I think he's going to be drafted top five. I think all of it's a smokescreen. Um, all the medical stuff, yeah, I, I buy into that. But if you look at his numbers compared to everybody else, when you look at third and long, when you look at uh, against top 50 defenses, when you look at everything else, uh, he is the number one quarterback talent in this draft uh, over the span of his career, right? And obviously Burrow had a little better numbers this past year, but they weren't that much better. Um, you know, the medical, yes, big problem there. But I still like him to be drafted the in the top five. Yeah, I understand. That, that yeah. is the problem that that can cost you all these bets. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe it. I'm I'm all in on these bets. I people love quarterbacks. People love quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, nice. so that's uh, that's my fourth. What's uh, do you want me to go ahead and do one more? Or no, I, I'll give you another one. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and give me your fourth. So. I'm going back to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee okay. Lamb's over-under on where he gets drafted. 12-and-a-half is the number, and I'm going to go under that at minus 165. Okay. I think he's picked 12 or before. CeeDee under 12-and-a-half. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that might might mess that up for you is if Judy were to be taken earlier. Well, that's it. Then um, I lose both those bets. I've, I've, I've basically doubled down on CeeDee yeah. being the number one receiver taken. I could uh, I could buy that. What were the odds on it? Minus one sixty five. Minus one sixty five. And that's some crazy juice, isn't it? Crazy juice. Uh, let's see. Bet number five for me. More first round picks, offense or defense. I got offense, and it's a lot of juice. But I think it's a guaranteed here. I think this is a given. Offense minus three twenty five is the juice on it. It's crazy. But you got 32, right? So I need 17 picks to be offense at that point. Um, And there's no half or anything like that. It's just who has more. So if it's 16 and 16, it's a push. I think offense is a given here. I think you're going to have a lot of offensive linemen. You've got four quarterbacks more than likely that you're going to see. you got a ton of wide receivers that you could see here. I, I think it's a given on offense um, that they're going to have more than the defense at this spot. So give me that one, minus 325 for offense having more first-round picks. So that is, that's my fifth. If you want to go ahead and knock out your last one, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll close out with the last two. Yep. 49ers taking an offensive player with their first draft pick. It might happen in the first round. They might trade out. It's minus 200, but Kyle Shanahan runs that team. I think offensively they feel like they were a piece or two away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, at some point in time, the Chiefs started scoring and their offense just couldn't keep up. 
and I, I think they're going to go offense. I don't know where it'll be, but I think they'll be an offensive player minus 200. I like it. I like it. And, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. It, it seems like that may not be enough juice. Um, that was the only one that I felt like wasn't way overinflated where I felt a, a strong push one way or the other. Like, everybody assumes Detroit's going to take a defensive player. The the juice on that is like minus six thirty five. Yeah, like why 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 well, you, it'll either be Derek Brown or it'll be uh, Okuda. Yeah. Why are we why are we making a bet at that point? Like I'm just not I'm not interested in playing that game. So yeah. this was the only one where I thought the juice was reasonable, and I felt like I knew what was going on. I think a lot of people felt like they traded Ford to the Colts, and so they're just going to try to draft his replacement. But organizations don't always think that way. No, they they could very well do it. I could lose this bet pretty easily but i you know yeah anyway i uh i'm with you i'm with you all right last two for me number six i've got the first offensive lineman drafted uh that's jedrick wills at minus 110 Uh, i think he can go really really early in this thing i thought beckton had a shot here but with his uh with the drug test being flagged and everything uh, along with some of the other stuff that's come out, I think they might have an issue there. Tristan Wirfs, um, I could see him going early, but I think it's, it, obviously, we're not in the draft rooms. That's why you get to bet on these things. Uh, we don't know what's going on with them, but there are stories that he may have some issues as well. Not anything major, but enough to drop him down the board a little bit. He uh, doesn't have the size the other two guys have. Uh, yeah. De- I mean, he's not. He if you're me- weighing and measuring offensive lineman, hey, he's the guy I want. I hope he falls so the Browns can take him. Yeah, but but I also those other two guys are just substantially bigger and stronger than him. Well, bigger than him. I don't know if they're necessarily stronger. They're bigger than him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I will take uh, I will take Wills at minus one ten. So bet eleven bucks to uh, to win back ten. Not too shabby. And then my last one uh, to go along with all of the other Tua. Picks the third quarterback drafted. I've got Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't think, I don't think teams are going to reach to go and get Jordan Love. I don't see Fromm or Eason or um, uh, Jalen Hurts or anybody else jumping up. I think uh, Herbert is going to be the third pick, and it's minus one fifty uh, to be the third quarterback drafted. So I've got a uh, that one's fifteen bucks to win back ten. You know the the usual stuff. So. Chris has got five. I've got seven. I'll have them posted up on the website. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're going to have TJ Reeves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter, joining to discuss Gronkowski, to discuss all kinds of different stuff. And uh, and then don't forget, on Thursday night, we are going to have our NFL draft live stream with the boys from the Westlock Pirates. Chris, I think we can uh, I think we can get out of here if there's, uh, if there's nothing else. Yeah, that's that's it. it. All right, all right. Good show, good show. Hope everybody had a good time. If you would so kindly share out the show with your buddies, we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, make sure you are subscribed on the podcast, etc. But until tomorrow, we're out of here. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.